Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to podcast 11 of Extreme PC UK. Today is Saturday the 12th of September. I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. And today we have a special guest joining us and that is... Cos and Axel. Hey. Well, hey. So, my... <laughs> God, tell us a bit about so, yourself. I'm Ben or Cos and Axel on Steam. I not play Alex. games with Nick or... No, not Alex. You'll probably have heard <laughs> from other streams that Nick's fucked up on. <laughs> no. Yep, that is very, very true. And uh, yeah, today he's here. Started off in the community and uh, made his way all the way to here and now he's on live. So you can enjoy his voice pleasure. I don't know, how do you say it? But yeah, today coming up in the show, we've got uh, a couple of bits of news, a couple of games we've been playing and we've got a big question at the end for you all about computers, which will probably be a bit long and me dragging on and banging on about it. But yeah, let's get into the games, uh, to the news, sorry. First off, all I was going to say for me, it's not really news as usual, it's more of a, a bit of a discount. And uh, XCOM, which, do you like XCOM? Yeah, I looked at it once and I'm not sure. I, I just had a load of games on the, on the run at the you, moment. You've so. not played XCOM? No, I haven't played XCOM. Oh my god. Sack him. I know. Get him off now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that game, dude. Anyway, this is what I was about to say, people. All the XCOM like, the franchise at the moment has got 75% off. So, um, yeah, take a look at it. Today, like I said, is uh, the 12th of September. So if you listen to this later on, it might not still be there. But for this weekend, it's going to be very, very cheap. I think the game itself is £3.75. Or if you get the complete pack, which comes with Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, you get every, all the add-ons, all the um, DLC for it. And it's only for £5, which that's a bargain, man. It's a bargain. You need to buy that game. So yeah. you've done this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I might get it when we've done the podcast. Seriously, you will be playing that game for a very, very long time. Do you like, you like strategy games? Yeah, I love strategy games. I, mate, you would play that game constantly. Have you ever played any XCOMs? Uh, I don't think I have. Really? Yep. Basically, you you come on, on like a whole world map, you build bases, you go and do research, you go down and have like fights on the ground, but it's all like taking in turns. You'd love the game. You really need right. to have a go on that. Yeah, I'll get it after the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Right, that's my news. Not really news, but uh, a bit of information which I think is brilliant. But yeah, what have you got your first bit of news, Ben? My first bit of news is about a Kickstarter project which was launched a few months ago. It's called Keyboard.io or Keyboardio. Keyboardio. And Keyboardio. Sounds like it's got something to do with some kind of audio equipment. Uh, it actually doesn't. If you, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way to imagine it is if you split a keyboard into two parts, you've got sort of Q to Y on one side and then U to P on the other. So you've got enter and tab and backspace and all that. And it's sort of split onto two um, wooden pieces. I think I've seen these before. You've got it at an angle each hand. Yeah. So it's like the keyboard you get on an iPad. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. I've never really liked them, but I'm left-handed, so it's a bit different for me. Yeah, but that's the, um, the great thing about them is because you can split them apart. So you can have just one hand on it and you can have another hand on a mouse. Really? And because, it, yeah. What, because it splits into three onto... parts? Well, you've got the mouse separate as like a third-party thing. The keyboard splits in the keyboard itself splits into two parts. Wow, how much is this keyboard? It is on Kickstarter at the moment, so it doesn't have a price. Oh, right, it's just an early Kickstarter. They're trying to fund it. Yeah. What's their um, target? Do you know? I'm not sure their target, but as of July the 16th, they had six hundred fifty-two thousand and one US dollars. Wow. No. So, they, they might get there. Most of the Kickstarters I always see, normally when they're a Kickstarter you hear about, they normally 
because you've heard about it, everybody's heard about it, and they've normally gone quite far. I don't think I've re- have you ever heard of any Kickstarters that haven't gone through? I don't think I have. No, not. I mean, the good ones are well thought out and have got good meanings to them. I've always gone really far. Yeah, because I'm not I... sure, but I think Google was actually a Kickstarter. Really? I'm not sure. Can you imagine being that rich with Google wrong, and looking but... back and going, saying, yeah, just think if they didn't fund us. Yeah. <laughs> Life changing. I'm probably completely wrong and I'm just talking a load of bollocks, but. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I done a Kickstarter back for Elite Dangerous. That oh, yeah. started as a Kickstarter. Where ah. um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the one in charge, the boss guy, um, mm. he's a famous guy as well, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Anyway, he wanted to get a group of people back, and he, he started it that way, and it just went mental. They, right. got, they got like double the amount of money, which is uh, really, really good. Wow. But yeah, yeah. Key, keyboards, for me personally, doesn't sound like my, like my cup of tea. What about, is it something you'd be interested in getting? Yeah, I think it would be. If you've got, because I'm on a laptop at the moment, I know. Third world problems. Ooh. First world problems. <laughs> Is that just a temporary so, um, thing until you actually get a computer? Yeah, I'm eventually going to get a PC. Cool. Eventually. So are you playing Counter-Strike on that laptop? Yep. And how does that play for you? Uh, it's actually okay. I mean, if I've got like iTunes open and Steam and that sort of thing, then it's cool. normally alright. But as soon as I open anything else, my frames just drop. The main point is you know. You yeah. know not to have a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Right, is there any more about the keyboard, or is there on to your next piece of news? As far as I've been told, it's got two separate parts, as you know, though yep. the, the LEDs and these can actually change colour. Okay. So it's a bit like Alienware keyboards, they've got different lights on them. Yeah, it's quite funny, because it's amazing, like, the light function is normally, so because people play in the dark, and so you can see the mm. keys, but yeah. to most people, it's just, it's just lights, they're just like, oh, it's got lights, I yeah. buy it. <laughs> Like going to Blackpool or something. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just like, oh, there's lights on it. There's lights. lights. See, I've never really been yeah. interested in the light thing on there. I, I like it because of the extra keys on these keyboards. You know, like the gaming keyboards? Because oh, yeah. being lefty, I get the extra buttons to press things when I change all my keys around. Because you know how some games oh, yeah. press shift and this and shift and that? Or if you were right-handed, oh, yeah. the keys are within your finger reach. But for me, because I use up, down, left and right... And normally, like, the, the keypad, your numerical you? keypad on the right is, like, camera. So it's really awkward to change. All right. What are you going to say? Uh, I was, I'm surprised you used up, down, left, right. I thought you'd use, like, IJKL. Uh, IJKL? No, nah, because my, yeah, it's like... I'd have to have my hand right over the other side of the keyboard. That's, like, halfway across the keyboard. Further than halfway across my keyboard. It's like sitting on a piano all at I one end. I that's what I personally do. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, the keyboard I use at the moment is an, an Isku Rocker Cat one. I don't know if you've seen that, and it's got all the illuminations yeah. on it and extra buttons. But to be honest, I don't use half of them buttons either. I only got it because my all Tesco's right. laptop broke. A uh, laptop, my, my Tesco's uh, keyboard broke. So, but yeah, anything else and about you want keyboards? To more snazzy. <laughs> yeah, they're so expensive though. Um, I, I'm tight as it is, and 65 quid for a keyboard. I think it's more than that, actually. Mm. Um, you don't know? You said you don't know wow. how much this one is, do you? No, it's on Kickstarter, so it hasn't got a price yet. Yeah, so we keep an eye on that then. Right, what's your yeah. uh, other so, bit of news? As soon as I get a price for it, I'll let you know. Cool. What's your next bit of news? So that's it for the keyboard. And my second bit of news is uh, Google Cardboard. Never even heard of that. Which I'm sure you know absolutely nothing about. Nope, nothing. Actually, I think right. I do. Before you say it, is it something that you put your phone into on your head for 3D? Yes. yes. I think someone on his before has mentioned it. Ah. Uh, but I think it was no, a good, it's... good while ago. Go on, tell us no. about it. Yeah, in case anyone didn't know, it's a cardboard box that has a open lid at the back, if you like. 
Yeah. And you can have a, a Google Cardboard app that you yep. can get on an iPhone and Android, something like that. And you close it up and you can get a headband for it. And it's got two pieces of curved glass in it that okay. uh, affect the way your, your eyes see the lenses. So it sort of makes a screen sort of rounded if you if it is. Yeah. Sort of. I can but imagine It's basically it. a cheap version of VR. But the, the thing is, what I don't get about that is, now, VR, there's this massive big issue with having the amount of graphics cards and power to, to make it work because it's trying to do different screens. Yeah. Now, how would that work for this? Do you know? Like, obviously, your phone is so slow to play any games on anyway. I know they're getting a lot faster nowadays, but to play VR on yeah. well, it must be just some really low quality. Though I recently had the opportunity to actually use it. And the way it does it is on your phone screen, it splits it in two. And it's as if you like close one eye, like right now, everyone who's listening, close one eye or put your hand over one eye. And you see you've got like the middle vision and then left hand side of your vision. Okay. And then take that hand away and open that eye and then close the other eye. And you've still got that middle vision, but you've got the right hand side and no left hand side. Okay, so it sort of breaks it up, so you are yeah. looking at two different screens sort of thing. Yeah, so if you imagine your phone screen is sort of split into four sections, one down the middle, and then those two in half again. Yeah. So then the two in the middle are going to be exactly the same, because that's the way your eyes process them. But the ones so on the side are going to be left hand and right hand. Can you wear glasses with this? Uh, I don't think you can, though I know people I've seen playing it with glasses have had no problems with it. Yeah, see, for me... I wear glasses whenever I'm on a computer screen because I had a car crash when I was younger and mm. I hit my, so my eye socket really badly and I never realised. I just thought I was seeing double vision all the time and we didn't know what it was and I went to a specialist and he sent me to this special hospital for the eyes and uh, where I hit one eye, I killed all the muscles in one half of my eye. It looks To anyone Ooh. else, it looks exactly the same. But to me, if I don't have glasses on when I look at a screen, you know, have you ever seen when you get a ghost on screen of writing and you get one and you get the other one behind oh, you? Yeah. I get that. And the guy actually done a test on my eyes. He goes, now put these on. There's a laser beam. It should be directly in the middle. And he made me do one eye and then the other eye. And what happened is one eye was right up the top left of the screen and one eye was right down at the bottom right. So my brain, basically my eyes are totally out of sync where they, where they see. I'm not cross-eyed or nothing, but they're totally out of sync. And I have to, my glasses totally correct that. If I wear my glasses and take them off, all of a sudden my vision goes completely double and I see two of everything. For like until uh -huh. my brain until my brain processes it and puts it back to normal, and right. so for me, I don't think I'd physically be able to like play that. I think it would actually really mess my eyes up. I'd be like crazy eyes off that film. Not sure, though. So, I've not looked into the um, the scientific background to it, though. Yeah. I just know people with uh, who are long sighted have a good compatibility with it and short sighted as well. And then obviously twenty twenty. Yeah. What about what? How do you reckon the controls will work on it? Because obviously, if you've got it on your head, your phone. Yeah, the way it works is it'll take a... Uh, it uses the camera on the outside, so it's got like a cutout for the camera bit. Okay. And it sort of takes a picture of the way you're looking and then builds the screen around that area. So it'll detect as your camera is moving, but it won't like, actually use the surroundings. Okay. So one of the games that I played on it is like a, a bat and ball thing. You've got like okay. a, a green glass panel that you can move around by looking around. So if you look down, the glass panel goes down. Oh, so you are actually just... It's like its like all the sort of phone games you get now where if you've got a car, you lean to the left, yeah. it goes, you lean to the right. So so it's very yeah. basic movement, like VR. It is at the moment, though it's just going to insanely grow. Yeah, it will do. It's, it, this is the thing, it takes so long. Like, if you look at, like, Oculus, yeah, they've been making it for years and years. It's been, what, six years now? It might probably even longer. Like but the point is, they've got to have people making the games for it more importantly than making it. 
because you can't test yeah. something you ain't got a game to test it on you know and that's where yeah. the problem comes in because people say me and you was developing a game now why would we spend all this time doing it for that when we don't know where that's going to be in five years because remember vr before and i don't know if you remember this it just flopped it was like they made all this vr stuff like a hand in a room and that and it, all oh, went, yeah. it just went wrong and it just all got dropped and it was like oh now that's no good because they couldn't at the time i think the real reason was because they can't power the actual screens you know because ah. you do need a lot of graphical power to to make these screens run if you look yeah. at the um, oculus rift i think it was the version one where you're being sick on it the, the screens i don't think there was even hd i think there was 400 i can't remember what they were i think it was 400 and something pixels like and then really? they, yeah and then they made it basic hd wow. and now they've made it full hd but the thing is it takes so much power on the on the graphics that you need yeah. like multiple graphics cards to run it and obviously they're not going to sell it if it needs to be that's going to be expensive itself and then yeah. it's expensive to buy like i've got an r929 uh, an r929 i've got rid of them ages ago i've got mm. a, a 980 ti in there but mm. If I was to go out and buy Oculus Rift, would that be enough? You know, because if it, really you're running two HD screens completely, aren't you? Like independently. Yeah. So you just don't know. Do you take the risk? I don't even know how much Oculus is going to be. If it's going to be like five hundred quid, or if it's going to be hundred quid, I don't know. But it's just one mm. of them things where do I, don't I? It's quite yeah. tricky. You definitely have to get a new, new PC for your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> definitely need to get a new one. But I think Though, it's going to be amazing. Can... I think it's going to be amazing yeah. because. Could you imagine, like, now, we sit, you're playing, say you're playing CSGO, yeah? You're sitting in front of your screens. I've got three screens in front of me, and I have my graphics card on one, my stream on the other, game in the middle. But could you imagine if you was playing it in, with the VR headset on? You could be sitting anyway. You don't even know screens anymore. I could just be sitting next to my missus on the sofa while she's watching EastEnders. How weird. Looking around. I always say this. So it's, when I get it, I'm just going to feel like a, a, a right idiot, I think, playing it. So are you going to use the uh, VR buy it when it comes out? Uh, I think I'm... My first part of call is going to be definitely to get a new PC. Though I think it's probably going to be quite high on my to-buy list. You're going to be one of them things where it's wait for it to come down in price and get it when yeah when it's become a real like cheap yeah. thing to buy and everyone's got them. I mean, thinking about it now, I'm one of those people who would hardly ever buy anything full price. I think the only game I've ever bought full price when it came out was Call of Duty Ghost for the Xbox 360. Yeah, to be honest though, I'm like that. I, I, like I always say, I used to be an Xbox 360 person. I'd play that all the time, and I'd buy the new games all the time, and there's nothing worse than paying 50 quid, because that's how much they were when I was buying them, for a game, and then finding home, you know when you get them games, you get home, you think, I actually don't like this, and you think, oh, I can yeah. trade it back in now and lose like 30, 20 quid on it, Yeah. and that just really annoys me, but since I've had my PC and been on Steam and all that, you just can't beat the sales, you, a lot of people won't even buy a game, like I me, mean, I don't even buy games now, I just wait for them to go on sale, oh, it's on sale, I'll buy it and I'll play it next week, you know, or yeah. I'll play it when I finish playing this game. Especially Christmas and the, like the summer sales. I feel oh, like yeah. they get, they're getting pants now, don't they? Them sales. They're not as good as they used to be. Yeah, you used to be able to like set yourself for the next six months with games. But yeah, I just... used to put like 30 quid on there and then I'd buy it, like 10 games and then I'd just play them for ages. But now they're, 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 they're sort of, the prices are going up and you're not getting very good sales on them. But this XCOM sale today, that's a brilliant sale, five quid. Yeah. That's for all the DLC, everything. Yeah, you know, like, that, that, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah, if you're on the podcast, next time you're on the podcast, we'll be talking about you in XCOM. Cause that yeah, I'm, wicked. I'm definitely just going to get XCOM. Yeah, it's cool, man. But yeah, right, so Google Cardboard, anything else about the Google... Google, 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 Google. <laughs> <laughs> anything else about Google Cardboard? It's actually been developed, instead of as just video, it's also developed 3D photography. 3D photography? Yeah, the way it mainly works is if you take a normal picture and then 
you have to move slightly too if you take like a step to the right and yeah, then so you look the at the same picture. Yeah, and it gives it depth to the picture. It's yeah. like when they do that 3D sort of camera where they move the camera around, but it sort of goes round the person. But yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it does look pretty cool when they do that. Like I've seen it in films where they freeze people and then the camera moves around and then they carry on again. Oh yeah. Like, really, really crazy, man. It's just technology, ain't it? Going wild. Yeah. But yeah, Google Cardboard. I'd have to look out for that because I actually haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything about it to be honest with you. I wonder, like, the, the, is it really just a piece of cardboard? Like a cheap piece of cardboard. It is a, a fairly well made, actually. From what from what I've heard of it, they're very well made. Though they are just thick pieces of cardboard with tiny bits of plastic or glass in them. I'm not sure which. I'm and then just because being a bit cardboard, extra. you'd imagine it to like get a bit ruffled up and a bit oh, yeah. very quickly. Did you just buy a new bit of cardboard? Or does... uh, I'm not sure. I know they did a plastic version as well, which is like like cinema glasses, but then they've got like hooks on the front for your phone. Cool. We'll have to have a look into that. We'll have to keep everybody updated. We'll keep you all updated on how that's going and yeah, we'll uh, what we think of it. And if we can get a price at some point, we'll find a price out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll keep you all updated. We found right. going on to price actually real quick. Yeah. The Google Cardboard app is free in the App Store. I'm not sure about Android because I never used it. So can you get that now already? Yep. So what, you can do these 3D things just in your hand? Oh, yeah. Or just sellotape it to your head? Yeah, if you've got... <laughs> You can get the plastic free, yeah. though. So you, could, so you could have a go at it, really, without even worrying about that. Oh, yeah. Cool, I might have to try that out. Yeah, you must. Hmm. Right, so that takes us to the end of our news, which is quite a lot of good news today. And on to our games. Now, I've only been playing one game this week, and that is Ark, Survival Evolved. As you remember, last week, we um, set up a server, and that's been live. It's 24 hours a day. And it's going to be ongoing for however long until everybody gets bored of it. But we've had a lot of interest in it. It's really, really good. If you've been watching my stream, you'd have seen that I've built a massive great fort and I've got all sorts of dinosaurs. And uh, yeah, pretty much I'm really, really enjoying this game. This is a game that you want to get, don't you, Ben? But Yeah, I want to get it, though. I'm not going to get it at 22. <laughs> is it 22 pounds, is it? Yeah, 2050 so you... uh, non-sale. So you're going to wait for uh, a good sale on it? I'm going to wait for a good sale on it, at least £15, if have not less. Tr- have you tried looking on um, on all the cheap sites for a key? I've had a look at it with no success at the moment. No? So that's what happens when no. it's a really good game. Yeah, you just they don't, don't get anything it. for it until I, it's I old. They, I think they have had sales on it before, but it's only a couple of quid. It's not yeah, nothing I think it's major. Yeah, not two or three quid off. But yeah, I got back into this game now. The first time round when I played this game, and if you, someone that's not heard of this game, it's basically a survival game in prehistoric times, you're a caveman, you start in with nothing, and you pretty much have to go and cut trees down, make your house, and it's... Oh, I every... was a caveman. Sorry? I was a caveman. I thought it was in uh, medieval time. Medieval time? Yeah. Prehistoric time. Oh, yeah, of course, because dinosaurs. So dinosaurs, yeah. But Sorry. either way, it's all the same thing. You wake up with your pants on, and that's it, so... <laughs> I hope you, you do wake up with your pants on, Nick. Trust me, when you wake up on a beach with just pants on, you don't worry about what time it is. <laughs> you just start cutting trees down. <laughs> but yeah, so you wake up on a beach basically, and and you have to go and cut some trees down and that, and gather some berries and eat the berries, and and basically the whole way through the game, you're leveling up, unlocking more stuff. And I've been playing the game for gotta be over fifty hours now, easy. And I'm up to level 50. And I think the highest level is 60, but I'm not sure. And every five levels, you unlock a whole load of new gear. And to be honest, when I first started playing it, I thought it just stays like a dinosaur age. You know, like with huts and 
like mm. prehistoric tools and stuff. But now, now I'm up there in the levels. I'm, I've got a fridge. I've got a bloody rifle. It's got laser sights and stuff. You know, oh, wow. I've even got my own like metal machine, like a big, I don't know how you call it, like a fabricator. And I make right. metal and then I put the metal in there and I can make all sorts of weapons and stuff. But yeah, it's, cool. it's, this time round, I'm really, really enjoying it a lot more. I know when I first played it, it, it was it was new out and there was a lot of issues and it was still updating. Mm. And I think it's still early access now. And, and to be honest, the guys are doing a really, really good job. They're putting updates out every other day and, and they're putting new dinosaurs in. So every time I go back on the game, there's like a new there's dinosaur. something new for you. Yeah, and you can tame every dinosaur and ride it around. Really? Yeah, they've all got different... They've all sort of got different... Um, like techniques they can use. Like if I get a Stegosaurus, I can take that into the trees and and basically my fire button becomes the dinosaur. So the dinosaur will bite the trees and bite the floor and it will collect a lot more wood and a lot more berries than I could personally in like half an hour. And right. so, so say, say I've got a T-Rex, that I can go around and kill the other animals and it will give me meat and he'll kill the animals really easy because he's a T-Rex. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've been... Have you, you've been watching us play, haven't you? I've been watching you play a bit, yeah. What did you find of the game? What did you think? Uh, I think it's really good. I mean, if it's it's still in uh, early access alpha, though by the end when it comes out as a properly finished game, this game is going to be awesome. See, that's the thing though. The game to me, even though it's still in its early stages, it it there's no there's not many bugs on it. It's perfect. Yeah. Graphics are well good. When we first started playing it, this this it wasn't very smooth. The graphics weren't all that. But now it's starting it's to clunky. really really get smooth and see, they've done a really good job on the game. I think. Yeah. You know? In fact, I've got to ask, you were saying about uh, base building, is it like blocks and sticks or is it more sort of pre-built structures? No, it's, it's, it is sort but what, what, how it is, you get like different kinds of walls. So say I want you to build my basic hut, I'd chop mm. some wood down and with that wood, I'd have to make a foundation to start with, mm. you know, so you get your foundation okay. and they can only go on certain floors, certain kinds of floors and they've got to be certain, like they can't, they've got to be flat pretty much, you know. So you put yeah. your foundation down. Say I want a, uh, a room which is nine, uh, three by three, so it's nine squares. It's probably the size of a house, like a normal house we live in. And right. you put your foundations down, and then you go and get more wood, and you build your walls. Now, with your walls, you can either build a wall, and it comes in sections. So imagine like, um, imagine a plasterboard wall. You get mm. it in six, right. foot, six foot sections. So basically, you put your foundations down. Now the foundations are square. So if I was to imagine I've got two of them next to each other, so I'd need two walls to go on one side. All so basically, right. if I've got four walls, I can put four walls on there and make a cube. If I get ten walls long, I can put ten straight pieces. and then So you pretty much snap together the pieces that you want. So say, ah. I get, yeah, so say I get like a flat wall, I can either choose a flat wall with a door in it, a flat door with a window in it. So you've got all these different pieces. And then as you level up, you start off like with a thatch house because it's the easiest to get hold of. Mm. But it's easiest to break, so someone could come along and just smash it up. Oh, then, I see what you mean. Yeah, so then, you instead of like smashing your house up and upgrading it, when I get to level, say, 20, and it unlocks the wood house, mm. I'll go out again, get the extra wood, go back, and I'd build a wooden panel, and I'd just replace the panels with wood, and it would just... Oh, so you've it. got like the, the main structure itself, and then you've got panels on front on top of them. No, it, that, actual, that is the main structure... But if you want to up, if you if you want to downgrade and you smash it up, it will just crumble the whole house. Everything above it will crumble. But if you right. want to upgrade it, you can just so say I've I've got a thatch wall, and I want to change that to a wooden wall because it's better. All yeah. I do is I make a wooden wall, and then as I guide the, because you get it in green, 
uh, in red mm. and green, like an overlay. And that red overlay will then just be over it. And as I turn onto the wall, it will snap into place ah. and it will go green. Once it's gone green, it means you can place it there. So you just place, hit the trigger and it will place that wall in that place and it will smash the old one out. So all the fat will blow up and it will become wooden. And then you can go around your house right. and do that. You know? Right, that so, makes a lot more sense. And then you can get stone houses and then you can even, you can get metal houses and then you can even go up to polymer houses which it looks like a sort of carbon fiber. I haven't actually built that because it's so hard to get hold of the stuff. Yeah. But that's the good thing about this game. It's not like replayability, but you can play it for so long because there seems to always be more stuff to get hold of. And as you get to the yeah. high levels, it gets really, really hard. So you really do have to play a game for longer to get the stuff to make more but more simple things, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What did, you, did you see us building our um, base? I don't know if you see our bases or not. Yeah, I saw a bit of it, though. It looks... That's really good. Yeah. Did you see Matt's base? His base got wrecked. No, I see Matt's base. We didn't realise, but you you get the dinosaurs. Like, say I get a T Rex. Now, T Rex is one of the biggest, the hardest, one of the hardest to to tame. Yeah. It takes loads of darts to tame it, and obviously, if you're not somewhere where it can't get you, it will just annihilate you and and just chew you up. Basically, you're dead in seconds, mm. and it'll kill everything else. And then it will come to your base, and it will start crushing up your base. Anyway, I had a T Rex ah. and two other dinosaurs. And if anyone was watching in the stream, you'll know, we'd come across a dinosaur, and it was only a Carno. Now, that is way underneath a T-Rex. But this one, for some reason, it was called an Alpha, and it had red smoke coming off of it. Like, and it looked like the devil, man. It was, like, all red. It had red horns. Oh, it was an Alpha Rex. No, it was an Alpha Carno. It weren't even a Rex. So it was, wow. it was a dinosaur that was a below, like a weaker dinosaur. But it was an alpha one. And I didn't even know what an alpha one was at the time because I hadn't seen one because they're quite rare. Really? Anyway, so I thought, oh, I'm going to attack it. It ripped my, my, I think I had a level 32. And it was only, I think it was level 3 alpha. And wow. I had a level 32 rex. And it just bit it twice. It just killed it straight away. And then it come running into the base and it just totally annihilated Matt's base. It crushed his whole base in seconds. <laughs> Matt hasn't been back on the, on the server since. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> You know, because it, <laughs> it does take a long time to build and you actually do feel like you're building like at the moment, there's three of us in one little area and we've mm. all got our own little bases with like big dinosaur doors and we've got little fences and all our dinosaurs in there. When one of these bad boys come along, man, you really feel scared. Like you think, oh, I've played this for how long? <laughs> it's just all going to get taken away from me, you know? Oh, yeah. And it gets scary. So now what we do is we see one of these dinosaurs come in. We get all of our dinosaurs indoors, lock down all the hatches and get off the game till it's gone. I was about to say, you just go and hide. <laughs> you can't. It comes after you. It's got devil smell. It just comes after you, man. It just wow. rips everything to pieces in its path. But I want to tame one of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I will get one eventually. The trick to it is, because now if you've played the game, the Rexes and all the other dinosaurs can just literally walk over certain rocks. All right. But where we built, we was really lucky because there was a big rock, which is probably three times the height of any dinosaur. Now, I managed to be able to put one piece of foundation there and then, ah. and then loads of ladders. So I made a ladder right up to this top of this rock. So now when, when a dinosaur comes in, as long as I leave, because you get like narco berries. And, and what the trick to do is you need to knock out the animal rather than kill it. Once it gets knocked out and it's unconscious, you put these things called narco berries or you can get like a paste, which is narcotics, which is later in the game. Mm. And basically, you go up to the dinosaur, you open up his inventory, and you put food in there. Now, if it's a meat eater, like a Rex, you will put meat in there. You'll kill an animal, put 10 meat in there, 
and then you'll put so many narco berries in there, which are narcotics, mm. and it will have a thing called torpor. And I hope I'm spent saying that right. I think that's right. And what happens is torpor, say you've got 0 to 100, and it starts on 100 when mm. it passes out. Now, that will count down 100, 99, 98 over a period of time. Some dinosaurs are 5,000, some are 200. They change. Different dinosaurs can, can take more or take less. Now, what these narco berries will put the, the torpor, which is basically like putting it to sleep, and for longer amount of time. So you have to find these berries, put it in its belly along with the meat, and it'll eat in its sleep. And then ah. you've got to keep it asleep, because the torpor will be rapidly going downhill. When it gets to naught, it'll wake up again, and they'll start attacking you. <laughs> so you've also got a taming bar. So all the uh -huh. time the meat's in its belly, it will keep taming. And when the tame bar gets to the top, that dinosaur becomes yours, you can name it, and then you can pretty much ride it, control it around, you have to build a saddle on that, mm. but it becomes your pet. And so, yeah, so we've got this big wood, these stairs and that, this big ladder going up. And I know the dinosaur gets stuck in certain points because I've been in this area for so long and I keep seeing them get stuck. Oh, that was pterodactyls, isn't it? No, that, 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 it's all of them. They all get stuck in the same place. And it's only, yeah, it's only pure luck. There's two waterfalls near us. Now, if they come at me and I'm up on this thing, they get stuck against my bridge. And because I haven't shot at them, they don't attack the bridge. They just get stuck there. So I just fire over, over and over again. I don't think I needed about 20 narco darts, like um, in a bow and arrow, mm. to get this thing down. Once it goes down, I tame it, and I'm done. You know, I've got that dinosaur. But with this oh. alpha thing, it's a whole different ballgame. That thing's evil. Mm. That thing come tearing through, like Blood Reaper was on earlier, and he texts me on Steam going, oh, don't go in the game, he's there. And I was like, what? He goes, and he scared me, man, because my base here, if you've seen it, is like a tower. It goes up about 20 like ladders up and then it's a massive building in the sky and uh yeah he's like oh you've only got to take out the four pieces of wall and the whole thing will crumble which is a bad move but i just like i liked it like that and normally i've got loads of dinosaurs protecting it but yeah they get cool and then i get i manage to tame them like that but when this big big red one comes along this alpha it just it just goes straight to a base and it'll start ripping into it and trust me when you spend all that time watching your base slowly building it bit by bit you've got all your tools in there all your saved gear all your boxes and right. you just see them blowing up literally just exploding all over the screen you just don't know what to do you're like ah. there's the mighty cyrus of dinosaurs yeah and it just it just annihilated matt and yeah matt hasn't been back since <laughs> he said he was going to come on tonight but we'll see how that goes yeah but yeah that's art. i think you should get it even though it's 22 quid it's well worth the buy yeah it really is worth the buy and the amount of time because say you get into the game with us uh, like, if, if people want to come into the server that have already played Ark, I've got no issues with them giving me their save game profile. So when they come into our new server, they'll be level 30 or level 50, whatever they was in the last game, you know? Because you can just take your profile from one game to the other. But if you say, like you coming in, I wouldn't want to give you any higher levels than you are because I'd want you to enjoy the game as you go through, you know? I, I don't believe yeah. in helping... Like, like Blood Reaper, I was at level, what? 40 when I came into the game and I started the game at the same time as him but I said to him look mate you need to do it from level one because you need to enjoy the game you need to learn how the game works and you know that's the whole part of playing this game really if you if you got to level 40 within the first 10 minutes you just get bored all right you know but yeah you should get into the game and uh we can have a really good time we've got few people coming in regulars all the time and there's a few people uh, on the server which pretty much I have never seen because we've stayed in our own little area building a massive camp and oh yeah, they, it's like a massive map, isn't it? Yeah, the map is massive, but it's dangerous. The further, where you go certain areas, you get different animals. 
And now they've put so many different animals in there. There's so many different animals I want to tame. Like, yeah, there was, when I first played it, there was a T-Rex and there was a Narco and there was this, that and the other. But now you've got like a gorilla. I have a gorilla the other day. Really? Just walk up to me in the middle of the woods, look at me. And I was like, oh, there's a gorilla looking at me. And it was really like, it was like I was, it was like I was in the jungle, man. It was like this big, massive gorilla. I'm just walking through the forest. I looked to my right and he's just staring at me. And I thought, oh, here we go. Wow. That's it. Next thing, he comes running at me, starts pummeling me. I'm like, T-Rex, trying to get the buttons, get my T-Rex to attack him. And, uh, yeah, I killed him in the end. But I didn't really want to kill him because I've only seen one of them so far. And I wanted to tame him. Because some, I don't know if this is true. Somebody told me you can ride around on its shoulders. Yes. Is it true? I've heard that. Oh, I hope it is true. I think someone told me that in the last podcast, I think. But how funny is that, walking around on a gorilla's shoulders? But yeah, there's... I've heard, there's... I've, I've heard of another uh, dinosaur. I'm not sure what it is. It might have just been a dodo that it rides around on your shoulders. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, we talk, spoke about this on the last podcast. There's an animal that sits on your shoulder and it goes off and does a lot more than most of the other animals. It, it finds stuff for you and picks up your gear and stuff. But mm. do you know what? I don't even know what it is. I haven't even seen it yet. But I know the updates they're putting out every time, because it's a bit annoying, because every time the server, if I'm not in the house, because obviously I run the server from my house. I've got my own servers yeah. here, which the games are stored on. And I'll get a text from someone on Steam saying, oh, I'm trying to get back onto the server uh, and it's not showing up. And what it is, every time they update the game, if you don't update the server straight away, then because the, the, the game and the server don't match up um, the number, the update like details number, then you can't get on the server. So if anybody does go on there and they see that the server's not showing up, text me on Steam or email me, and pretty much I'll make sure I'll get it straight back on. I'll update it and put it straight back on, you know, because that is a bit of an annoying issue. If I'm out of the house over the weekend and somebody wants to get onto that game and the server's updated over the weekend, it, it, it sort of switches it off until I get back, which is annoying. So if anyone lets me know, I can get it switched on instantly, just so people out there know that. But yeah... That game, at the moment, I'm finding they're putting so many updates out. There's new dinosaurs coming every couple of days at the moment. Is it? Yeah, they put in the last... Over this Bloody weekend, hell. they put one dinosaur in which... You know, you know the dinosaur with a round head on top? It's a it's vegetarian, but it runs into things and headbutts them. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But there's that, and it's special ability. Because all the dinosaurs have sort of got... They're different levels of abilities. And this one, apparently, is designed to smash people's bases up. If you like, if you hit a base, it's got three thousand points, like one panel, because you're going to demolish one panel at a time. So, say I, I come to your base and I want to steal all your gear, which you can do in any server. You know that's part of the game. If I come to your house and I want to get in, I have to smash through one panel. So, say that's like a thatch panel; it might be a hundred points, and it will go down one point every hit. But yeah. say it's like a wooden one; it might be three thousand. So, they are really, really high up to damage. But apparently, this thing. Gives you the, if you get it, it smashes through walls really quickly, obviously, because it's head. Mm. Like, it's designed to headbutt things. But yeah, they've all seemed to have their own sort of like individual sort of ways, you know? Have you seen any animals on there that you particularly like? Like, you think, oh, I'd like to play it just to get that. But Pop it's funny you're asking that. I've just looked on your, um, your Steam, and your one picture of it is just uh, Matt riding on a mammoth. That was yeah, he got a mammoth. Insane. That mammoth is really, really good for um, picking up stuff off the floor. So you need narco berries to keep things asleep and to make mm. darts, but you need lots of them. Yeah. You know, if you're going to tame a big animal, you need like 100, 100, 200 narco berries. How do you um, get narco berries, by the way? You can either pick them up, when you're running around with nothing in your hands, you can pick them up from little bushes. All you'll right. get one or two, like one, one, three, one, like that, every time you press the button. Oh, so it's like foraging. Yeah, but if you go for mammoth, you press All the right. button once and it goes 50. But when you're riding that mammoth, you take the risk of other animals trying to kill it. Mm. 
you know. So it swings on roundabouts how it goes. And pretty much my T-Rex is the only thing that hasn't been killed yet. My last one got killed and my last one before that got killed because they start off as low level. But yeah. when you go up to levels at like, I'm at level 30 now, I'm finding I, I can take out pretty, most, most of the stuff. But that doesn't help when you like are running through the forest and all of a sudden they've got these little like spiders and they're sort of like little flies, like mosquitoes, but they come in a swarm, you know, and you can't ah. fight back against them. So say you, you've got these mosquitoes chasing you, the, the T-Rex is, is munching them one by one, but then also you get a load of them D-Lows come over at the same time, spitting at you so you can't see nothing on the screen and you find yourself getting overwhelmed. And right. and then if you die, it's all right because you just go straight back. Your the dinosaur will pick up your stuff for you, but then oh, you die. Yeah, you die, and then you have to find. Doesn't the map doesn't show you where you are on the map? So you respawn back at your base, and you've got to find your way all the way back without. Because if you haven't got a dinosaur with you, you're you're liable to get killed by any dinosaur that's not not veg. All right. You know, so you've only got to come across one of little spit of things, and you do find it hard to take them on. Two of them will take you out. So you find yourself creeping. You do get a real sense of being in the woods and being like, oh, I don't want to die again. I don't want to die again. You know? And uh, the game is, it really, really is an in-depth, well-thought-out, well-balanced game. You know, you if you start to learn how the game's played and how to do certain things, like me, if I need to go back to find where my thing is, I'll take a certain route. I won't go through the woods. I'll go up the side of the river where I can see if things are in the water. And then I'll cry across and I'll go up the mountains where I know there's not going to be anything there. And oh. I'm constantly looking out for what dinosaurs, is that going to eat me? Is that, and it's like that, you know, because they do want to eat you. Everything wants to eat you. Yeah, everything wants to eat you that's not vegetarian. Wow. But then even the vegetarian ones, if you piss them off, they're going to still attack you and kill you. Yeah, you know? just not eat you. Yeah. They just leave you on the floor for someone else to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Friendly neighbourhood T-Rex. Anything else you wanted to ask about Ark or... I play a lot of survival games, and in most of them, you start off in most worlds just chopping down wood. Mm-hmm. So, do you have to like punch down trees, or do you have to like get thatch and then make some sort of primitive well, when, axe? When you first come into the game, obviously you're in your pants, you've got nothing. Yeah. Totally vulnerable to the like elements, the heat, cold, everything's out to kill you. Everything. Yeah, everything. Literally everything. Uh, you've, if you, your food and your water, your water goes down really fast if you're running or if you move for too long. So you've got to constantly find food and constantly keep your water and food levels up. Mm. But the first thing you do is you get in, you make sure you've got food and water first of all by getting some berries. But like I said, it's so well balanced out. At the beginning, you walk in, you go to a couple of um, bushes and you get like five or ten berries, you eat them. Your food mon- like goes up your level a little bit. And you think, oh, a bit of water, that makes your level go back up. You go, in, you, you go up to a tree, you punch it first off, and you'll get a couple of bits of wood and a couple of bits of thatch. And if you punch it to tomb along, your life will go down. But the first, like, ten punches, it doesn't really do much. So you can sort of punch it, get a few things. With that, I think you get 15... They're called engrams. And that's basically, like, researching new things. And right. you get points. Every five levels, you'll get another, like, five or six of these things open up to you. So at level five, you'll get some. Level ten, you'll get some. And so, mm-hmm. it's, so it's, it goes up in a scale. Now... Open to you straight away is, is like five things. I think one of them is a campfire so you can make meat, you can cook it. Mm-hmm. One of them is like an axe, one of them is a pickaxe, and one of them is, I think, it's a water bag so you can have more water. So when you run out of water, you can fill it up again with this water bag. Oh, so it's a bit like a canteen? Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah, it's made right. out of like a, um, I can't remember what it's made out of. It's like, I can't remember if it might be totally lying saying an animal stomach or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't use An animal stomach in your pocket. When I built this base this time, I found an area which was up high 
with an easy route down to the beach, an easy route up to the mountains, and a whole river with waterfalls next to me. So I've got everything I need really around me. Because when you first come into the game, say you come in, you don't know the game very well, so you're just going to go, right, I'll start building here. You know, and it's not until later on in the game you start realizing, oh, that wasn't a good place to build. Yeah, but then again, you have to like move everything. Yeah, but then again, when we've started building now, it's good in a way, but it's also bad in a way because we've built right where is a spawn point for all the big dinosaurs. So we regularly get ah. T Rexes come through from the, the mountain straight away through us and onto the beach. Now, the T Rexes are fine, but when one of them red evil things come along, uh, uh, we just all power stations. Yeah, that Alpha. Mm. Alpha. Carno. The Raptor? No, it was a Carno. Alright. It's quite funny because as we're speaking, I'm actually got someone texting me, Blood Reaper's texting me saying the server's gone off, it needs an update. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny, but we'll have to wait until after this. Yeah, so it's pretty much you do that, you get your first tools. Like with, when I did it, I, I, I got my axe. With the axe, I started chopping down some more trees. With the trees, I hit the stone as well and I got some um, flint. And with the flint, I could make another tool. And then pretty much from that point on in the game, it's just literally doing a little doing a little bit here. I'll add a bit of that. I'll need one of them. I'll need two of them. Once I've got that, I've got this. And you pretty much go from there, you know. Mm. And you find yourself addicted to just literally trying to get the next thing all the time. And I, I'm totally hooked on it. I love the game. You've seen me play the game. And oh, I know yeah. from you seeing it, you've been watching it going, it does look quite interesting. Like, yeah. I, I, if, I, if I could build the base and I can build this... Then, but they've also put loads of new updates in the game now where you've got boats, so you can make a raft. You can also build a base on from a, from a little raft, build a base, so you can move your base out at sea. you also got the opportunity now to get a big dinosaur. You can build a base on its back. Oh, so I heard about that. Yeah, so you can build a massive base on the back of like one of these dinosaurs and then just wander around with it. <laughs> you know? The only thing I would it's say like about it... Yeah, the only thing I would say about it is you pretty much, with the, even with the Rex, the T-Rex, if you go into the mountains, I don't know if they've done this on purpose or not, so you don't get loads of them and go up there. The T-Rex is dumb and it gets stuck behind a lot of rocks. Ah. So you're walking around and you're just like, what's going on? Come on, man. And you carry on walking, turn around, there's loads of dinosaurs there and your Rex is like looking over a wall like 300 yards back going like, I can't get over the wall. So you have to go back and you have to get it around. So now I was just wondering if you've got a base on the back of a big dinosaur, it's going to be even bigger. Now, are you going to spend all the time just getting stuck behind things? You know, you need like portable ramps for it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that yet. I don't know if I just like to build bases in different, like, secret areas, you know, and just move from one to one when I want to. But yeah, anyway, that game is Ark and Survival Evolved. It's an amazing game. And you said it was how much now? £22.50. £22.50. Personally, I think it's worth that money and even more, you know, it is that good. It's, it's, but then again, it's my my type of game. I love them sort of games. Uh, your view on it is you'll wait for a sale, yeah? Yeah. I've just checked now. It's twenty two ninety nine. Twenty two ninety nine. See, it's funny. It's really funny, really, because us PC gamers now, we've sort of got a bit spoiled with Steam because if we didn't have our PCs, you'd still be paying £50, £60 for an Xbox game without yeah. thinking about it, which I, that's the whole reason why I've never gone back to buying a console because I think the games are just silly amounts of money. Yeah. You know, and PC the games... Only... The only thing that I've got that's good about consoles, well, there's two things mainly. One is when you're playing, say, Counter-Strike, for example. If you're playing Counter-Strike or something equivalent, so Call of Duty maybe, the only advantage most people have over you on console is that they, they're either hosting the server or they've got good internet connection to it. 
Whereas if you're playing on a PC, it's very unevenly matched. Like I'm playing on a laptop, so I'm going to have a disadvantage because it's a laptop. So what? If you're on, uh, so I've never played it on a console. I've never even seen it on a console. When you're playing, no, on I'm a just console, saying like hosts, comparing hosts, life for like games. But what it hosts the the server on the console when you're playing it. So I like think so, you, yeah. if you get into a game, it hosts and you're playing first. You host and people just come to your game. Well, yeah, I suppose so it has to because obviously it's not like the PC where they've got servers. Just what well, they might do. I don't know. That was quite interesting. I never even I never really thought about it to be honest with you. But then when you get the PC, you you find you get a lot more people trying to hack, trying to mess around with the game and cheat. Yeah, it's a lot easier to hack games on the uh, PC. Yeah, and, and that does annoy me because some games are just. There's some games I've played before that are just broken when they've come out because you've just got idiots. I, I, honestly, even if I could cheat, I wouldn't want to cheat because I just think it takes away the fun of the game. Yeah. You know, and normally it's like silly people that, that they can't be bothered to play. And it's like, oh, what do I do? Oh, let's just wreck it for everyone else and be a knob, basically. <laughs> it really pisses me off. You know? I, today. Hmm, I feel like being an asshole. Yeah, I'll just go and ruin everybody's game. Yeah. Or people coming into the game and just singing and being genuinely annoying. That really winds me up as well. That that just brings you back to uh, Counter Strike with that guy just playing the radio through Counter Strike. That's what I thought. I, I talked about that in one of the, the previous podcasts about yeah. that guy playing his crazy music. But then again, it was quite funny in the end. Yeah, so, we won't go uh, into detail about that. Though, if you if anyone in the community wants to hear about that, go and check out <laughs> yeah. the other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one it was though, but it was pretty funny. But yeah, so anyway, I've been uh, playing um, Ark. And that's pretty much about arc for it, for me, really. That's all I've played this week. So, really, it's on to you now. What's the first game you've been playing this week? Well, I've been playing Payday 2. Payday 2. Yes. Interesting fact, actually. I originally bought Payday 2 for the Xbox 360 on sale. Yeah. And thought it was okay, because I've never had Xbox Live. I know, I'm rageable. You- You've but never had Xbox Live? Never bought Xbox Live. So you've always played on your own? Yep. How can you do that? I don't know. I'm just that sad. <laughs> I'm just that sad. <laughs> uh, don't you know what, though? On a game like that, though, how can you... I suppose you can play four-player, but... I don't know. Maybe if you've not been playing online as much, yeah, mm. you're still in the dark ages where it's like you used to play on your computer at home anyway. So maybe we're all spoiled. We're all so yes. used to playing online now that when we go back to playing on your own, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's just like, what would you do if your internet connection went down and you're supposed to be playing Ark or whatever? I'd use my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason why I have 4G on my phone and unlimited data, and I pay 65 quid a month uh, for it. There you go. Never had internet. <laughs> but yeah, I can, I can connect up. I can connect up to my phone and have my stream going, Twitch going, and all my games playing live. And still have my, just through my phone. I think I get something like 65 download and something like 15 upload on my phone. Wow. You know, so I just, I just like tether that to my computer when it goes down. Um, But then again, at my house, I've got even better internet because I can't have my uh, phone better than my house. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're just using your phone all the time. And do you know what? I've just got a letter from Virgin saying, we're up in your speed. The problem is I'm going to get another letter next month saying, we're up in the price. <laughs> <laughs> You're all like, yeah. And then it comes through and you go, oh. <laughs> That's pretty much what they do. You know? Anyway. Yeah, so Payday 2. So, a bit of background story, in case you didn't know. It's a bit like a criminal simulator, if you will. So you've got various different heists from various different contractors 
So the main ones you get are called uh, Bane, Vlad, Hector, the Dentist, the Butcher, Elephant, that sort of thing. Are these characters? These are all contractors that you get uh, oh, missions right. from. Okay. So there's no sort of real storyline to it. There's a few that uh, tie in together. You know, do you know what? Jez spoke about this game before. I don't know if it's Payday 1 or Payday 2, and I think we had a little, a little minor chat about it. And I always, I always thought it was the same as pretty much Left 4 Dead, but in a no. sort of robbery style. No, it's nothing like Left 4 Dead. No? No. Because the main distinguishment I feel there is, is Left 4 Dead has a story to it. Like, offline Left 4 Dead, which I know most about, because I'm that sad, again. Yeah. Has got a storyline to it, so you're starting off on a roof. Uh, I won't give too much away. You're starting off on a roof, and then you've got to work your way down the hotel, and then work your way to the next evacuation point. Okay. So with Payday 2, you've got all different spot points. So as you go into like the multiplayer menu, it's got like a contract broker. So if you want to do specific missions, like a couple of popular, like uh, Go Bank, Bank Heist, I mean, probably nothing to you. But yeah. there's a few popular ones that people do all the time, and those are a few of them. Or you can wait for them to uh, come up on the menu app. And they'll have different uh, difficulty levels, uh, some of them pro jobs. These all yeah. have various different meanings, but most of the time they're just the same, but a bit harder or a bit easier. Yeah, because I, I think I played this. So, um, Go on. Yeah, and that's the main difference between it. So, again, Left Dead has got a campaign sort of story mode, and Payday 2 has nothing at all. Though, um, yes, Left 4 Dead 2 has, or Left 4 Dead, I should say, has a storyline to it. And progression through it. Payday two has virtually none. Yeah, but but then again, on payday two, isn't it all stats based? It's all about how much you get, how much you've done, what you've earned. There is quite a lot of stats in it. And in Left 4 Dead, it's pretty much you just get out. Yeah. So yeah, the main you... objective in most Left 4 Dead missions, if you will, is to just get to the next uh, safe house or whatever, bunker or whatever. Yeah. Though in Payday 2, it's to sort of get in there, get as much loot as possible, or get a specific piece of loot, if you will, in some missions anyway. And what Though, to do? Did you, once you get the loot, you use the money to buy upgrades, I take it? Yeah, so there's sort of several steps before going through it. So take, for example, let's just, let's just say the bank job for cash is just an easier way, if anyone knows it. So you have to go into the bank and there's a big massive vault that everyone's got uh, all their okay. money stashed away in and safe deposit box and all that stuff. Yep. You've got all that stashed away and you've got to get in there and get three money bags full, for example. So okay. you go in there and most of the time you can either go in loud with like unspressed guns and just go in guns blazing, kill everything. And then you've got to get a big thermal drill uh, into the vault. Crack it Sounds open like Hatton Gardens the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the robbery that went on that they all get put away for? No. It's pretty much like that. It's all over the news. Where they, they, Hatton Garden, I don't know if you've heard of Hatton Garden in London. It's yeah. a sh one road where it's all jewellers, all the most expensive, best jewellers there. The jewellery's all made there, and they've got all like they've got all these like old school underground vaults with these safety deposit boxes in. And these guys broke into the lift shaft, got down overnight. And they'd got a massive drill, and they drilled three massive holes through the wall, and they nicked wow. everything. And it was like an old school robbery from years ago, but they've all got caught now. Ah, uh, maybe they're yeah, playing payday. Like this game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, carry on. Or you can you can try and stealth it as well, so you can get um, the pressed weapons, which I'll go into later. 
Uh, so you can get suppressed weapons and you can get like uh, throwing knives, shurikens, um, throwing cards actually, which are just playing cards with steel edges on. Throw, throwing playing cards? That sounds cool. Yeah. It's, I want some it's, of them. <laughs> it's called the Ace of Spades. And you can, like, yeah, you can throw them at the back of a guard's head and it'll just fall over dead. Really? Yeah. Wicked. I think they're free to get as well. Wow, I'll have to look into that. That sounds cool. And now they need to have that, a weapon like that in more games. Throwing yeah. cards at people. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Uh, so you've, you've got in, you do this bank robbery, you get out. Yeah, so as you're taking the bags away from the vault, you've obviously got like the army with you by now. If you're going loud, but if you're going stealth, there's like no cops oh, whatsoever. So it's great. The, the, the louder you are and the more violent you are, the more feedback you get from the like police yeah. and that, and they turn up and then it goes to army and then it goes special forces or something, I take it, does it? Yeah, as you like start the missions, uh, it's got like a pre-planning section, or assets I think it's called, Yeah. and it will show your risk level, though in some cases it's risk one, which is just like basic SWAT, and then you've got heavier duty SWAT with riot shields, and then you've got like FBI. Yeah. Though there is a DLC that you can get which is overkill and that's like the fucking armies with you. What against you or with you? Against you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then you just it's hardcore. See if you're one yeah. of these competitive players, that's how you like it. But if you're me, you have it on easy and just play the game till you've completed it and go, right, I completed that. Yeah. I won't tell you what I've done it on easy though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the great point about it is there's no real end game to it. Yeah, it's just, they've just... It's just for fun, isn't it? Yeah, they've added in a new section to it called Infamy, yep. which I've not unlocked yet, so I can't tell too much about it. Oh, so maybe we can save that for a future podcast. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. So, so how, how much is the game? It is currently £14.99 on Steam, though I got it on sale uh, a few weeks ago for uh, £3.74. See, that's so, just an amazing deal, isn't it? It's like I when know. these games come out so cheap... You couldn't go back to an Xbox again because you'd just be like, I can't yeah. take the money situation. It's just too yeah. much. It's killer. In fact, fun fact, I had a old TV in my room. It's broken now for whatever reason. And I had my Xbox on playing Payday. And yep. I didn't realise that it would scratch the disc if I turned my Xbox. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. That scared the shit out of me. I just thought, whoa, what the fuck is that? People don't realise. If you imagine, yeah, have you ever had a bike wheel in your hand, you must have done this, held a bike wheel before and spun it and then tried to turn it. No. You've never done that when you've had like, a it. punch or repair kit or something? Nope. Well, if you do, you can feel the force of the wheel. So say you spin the wheel and then you hold it each side and then you try and turn your hands, like tilt it over to the right. Mm. It's really hard to do. Oh, right. So yeah. the next part I was going to say is about uh, custom guns. Yep. So I think probably one of the best parts about it is the level of depth you've got for unlockables. So as you progress through levels, there's a whole level and experience system through it. Yeah. Which I'm not going to give too much away because I'm not sure of the mechanics myself. But as you level up, you'll get unlocks two different guns. So at the start, you get a M4 platform and a Glock platform. They're not actually called that for branding issues. Is this for the whole game or just one section of the game? For the whole game. Oh, so you've got some kind of collection element to it then? Yeah, there is very collective elements oh, to it. Sucking me in now, that's what I like. <laughs> there is a lot of DLC in it as well, unfortunately. Yeah? Though, yeah. I'll go on to the DLC in a minute. Okay. Though, the vastness of some of the customizations in it is just insane. Because there's a, a gold and AK-47 that's like 
500 grand to unlock there's like 11 things you can uh, you can customize about it it's insane is it the in-game money say you said like for for 500 grand or whatever is that a lot of gameplay it is right let me put it in context if you get a bag of gold which is like one of the rarest things you can get okay i think it's one in ten thousand chance you'll get it in a safe so it's very rare have you ever had it yeah i've had it a few times so you get something like 150 grand from that though the way it splits the cash is you've got a offshore account which is like your savings account if you will and then okay. you've got spending cash so it'll total up the contract pay plus bag loot items and, and then it splits it yeah and then deduct like uh civvy casualties and that sort of thing because you're not supposed to kill civilians yeah and you'll get extra if you get um like side quests so you can, or whatever. So you go and do this mission with your mates, and if one of your mates is a complete arsehole or really crap like me, he brings <laughs> the scene really down. So when he's shooting people, you really are like, don't keep shooting people, you're losing us money. Yeah, if he's going around killing everything, then he's just being an arsehole. See, that's what that's what <laughs> that's what I do probably, but it wouldn't be that I was being an arsehole. It'd be generally because I'm rubbish at the game and I just yeah. kill everything in sight. <laughs> there's there's a good distinction between what's good and evil normally <laughs> good and evil if you're killing innocent yeah and it was just because you're shooting everything it's fine mm. but if you're doing it on purpose you're evil yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the weird thing is is you can like tie up the civilians with cable ties and then you can move them as you're trying to like not get them freed yeah though i was sort of sat in this corner trying not to get shot by this turret and the police ais don't take any responsibility for killing any civilians yeah. Though, what's it? I got him sort of with his hands behind his back, walking towards me as I was crouched down, just putting rounds into this turret. And then he walks in front of me as I'm shooting, and then I lose like 12 grand of money. I'm like, what the fuck? Just because he just walked straight in front of you. Yeah. You get that on games, though, don't you? Yeah. That annoys me. So I suppose it's something that's really hard to try and get out of the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've been playing this all single player then? Uh, I've got um, quite a lot of multiplayer on it. So it's though... a single player and the multiplayer. The guns even go across both platforms there, like. Yes, they go across both platforms. So you're pretty much, it's just an open game to do what you want. As many rounds as you do with different people or single player, you can keep continuing continuously. Yeah, you can, stealth is probably easier with more people or less people, depending on their sort of skill level. Yeah, see, Hello. to be honest with you, I play some games and I like to do a bit of stealth, but a lot of the time I like to just take everybody out. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, because there's some guns like the uh, M4 platform that have just got a ton of ammo and a good damage output. <laughs> you think so... you're bloody Arnie and you're there just giving it, <laughs> killing everything that comes into sight. <laughs> there you've got that sort of thing, and then you've got a, a pistol crossbow, which is a DLC pack. It's the ninja pack, I think, which is like 25 shots of like a tiny arrow. Do it one-shot kills in stealth. Yeah. So it's really good in stealth. See, the way you're describing the game, making it sound really good, I just, it makes me feel, honestly, like I'm mm. like, oh, I want to play that now. But I yeah. remember playing it. Maybe it was just a bad experience I had. But I remember playing it, and it was just all a bit, going a bit crazy. Maybe it's because I, you know, like sometimes, it was on a free weekend, you see. So oh, yeah. I was just playing it while I had the time to play it. So I wasn't really, I, knew, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to play it for the two days. And mm. that's only going to be a couple of hours each night. So I sort of just had a bit of fun with it. I didn't really take it too seriously, you know? Maybe that's my problem. Yeah, you do need to. It's one of those games that you have to either commit to or just play it as sort of casual. Yeah. So no, if, so... if you're going to play it as casual, you probably want to get a lot of DLC for it. Because it's better that way. Yeah, put it this way. There's a, a barbecue, Gage's Barbecue Weapons Pack, I think it is, 
they get barbecue you. Barbecue weapons pack. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a four ninety nine, three ninety nine DLC. Though it unlocks uh, flamethrowers, the Vulcan minigun. So you're literally a walking tank, and you really? get like Molotov cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> you just burn everything. <laughs> it is insane. I've... Sounds cool. What sort of people would you say would like this game? Like people for your Call of Duties and that sort of thing, Battlefield 4 and that, or... Um, it's very different to Call of Duty, I'll give you that. It's not going around killing everything and it's not, dreaming It's fast-paced, though, isn't it? Yes, it's very fast-paced. Yeah, because I, I remember liking it, but, but then again, I've got to be honest, I was uh, doing it with Jez, and as you all know, Jez is oh, yeah. uh, really good at every single game for some reason, and he really is. <laughs> And so whoever, whoever you play, whenever you play with him, you're crap at the game because he's always the best and you just get the ump with it in the end, don't you? <laughs> but oh yeah, by the way, people, I forgot to mention earlier, um, Jez isn't on the podcast today because he's moved house and he's got no internet. So he's sitting at home right now crying because he's been playing no games for ages and he's just sitting there watching telly, bored. <laughs> so he did try and come on, but his internet was so poor because he's in a little valley in the sticks that he just really couldn't connect to us. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's true, isn't it? If you say so. It was. It was. It was poor connection. Yeah, he had a really bad connection. We're gonna. Li- he's not gonna live that down. <laughs> he was there gonna go. go to McDonald's, but he didn't want all the bleeping of the machines in the background while he was doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that to him. He's like, "I'm doing that." <laughs> Wicked. But yeah. Anyway, back to payday. So your overall view of payday is it's worth the money. Very, very positive. Yes, I love it. Yeah, really that good. Yeah, you speak that highly of it. Really, really that good. Cool. So, Payday 2. Now, Payday 1 must be cheaper than Payday 2. Is that is that just as good? Uh, I haven't played Payday 1, and it's not on uh, Steam, unless Payday the Heist is Payday 1. I'm not sure. I'm sure, I'm sure I've played Payday 1. I don't think it was even 2 that I played. I don't know, maybe I'll have to look into that. But at the moment, I'm not sure. But yeah, anything else about Payday you wanted to say? Payday 2? No, I don't think so. Just a pretty fun game to pick up and play, and we've got mainly all the collecting items, and that is what keeps you going on it, I suppose. Yeah, I think you know? the best part, one of the best parts about it, is it's a very quick game because there's some heists that take you literally an hour to do, and yeah. I've I've spent an hour and twenty minutes on one of them and not even finished uh, one day on it. You get different days on different uh, missions depending yeah. on how long they are. Yeah, see, see, my opinion of the game is it's a very fast-paced pick-up-and-play sort of game. You know, you could just go, oh, I'll have a quick go on that, mm. play it for a little. And even if you didn't get far on it, you just switch it off and you wouldn't be too worried, would you? You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. I'm stuff on it. Just be too, like, oh, I'll play it tomorrow. Yeah, it's not like Ark where you've got, like, 30 hours of gameplay yeah. made into one house and then it just gets beaten down by a turret. <laughs> yeah, it really does get beaten down by something. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be smart about where you build, why and how. And that's what I like about it, I think. But yeah, but that's all the games we've been playing this week. So we'll move on to the questions. Now, uh, we've only got one question this week. And to be honest, it's going to be a pretty long question. It's uh, about a computer build. Uh, a guy called Cass sent in. And uh, he's on Steam as Oda, O-D-A. And uh, what I'll do is I'll read the question out fully. And then we'll go back and go into all the different bits. Because I've, I've done a bit of research for you. And... I've got all the prices in front of me of all the things I would change and what I think. So it's going to be a pretty much, um, if I just read it straight out, it'd probably get a bit like confusing. So what we'll do is we'll have a general chat about each bit and yeah, we'll just go from there, go through it, what you've got and then what I think you should change and just bits and pieces really. So are you all right with that, Ben? Yeah, go for it. Cool, right. 
It says, uh, hello Nick, I've been looking at different builds, micro ATX, around maximum of 1,500 pounds with the Corsair 240 case and would really appreciate your opinion. I'm a total noob in PC gaming. What is your recommended build or what would you change basically on this build that he's got? He said, uh, PS, love the podcast, keep up the awesome work and I hope to join you on Steam soon. Which, uh, yeah, great. Once you get your computer, get in with us. What is it like? You came from the community. How do you find us all on here? I love it, man. Because I found, if you guys didn't know, I found these guys from a, uh, a Far Cry 4 stream. Yeah, and that's just my thought, Far Cry 4 stream, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was your second Never, or third I'm one. still not over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I really am not over the bridge yet, seriously. But we won't go into that now. Oh my god. <laughs> what, it's yeah. like two full months later and you're still not over the bridge. Now Jez is loving it. He loves it to take the piss. Just living it up. Yeah. But anyway, back to it. Right. This is the build that Cass came up with. And I'm just going to read through his build quickly, what he said, so you'll understand. And then I'll go through pretty much the things I kept the same and what to change in the prices. Now, first off, he went for an Intel Core i7 5820K 3.3 six core processor. A cooler, which is called, a, I've never actually seen this, mate, Noctua. NHD9L, which I looked it up and just looks like like your pretty generic cooler, like heatsink. With it was low profile though. That was the major difference with this because it's going into a smaller case. Next, he's looking at an EVGA X99 Micro ATX, and the socket is 2011. Um, the memory, he's just got a question mark because he obviously wasn't sure. Or there's so many out there, which I find you just sometimes just a bit overwhelming to choose when there's so much variety of one thing. Going on his storage, he's got, he, he said he wants to get a four gigabyte, uh, I think it's a terabyte it's meant to be, he said gigabyte, but I think it's meant to be terabyte. Yeah. Four uh, terabyte Western Digital hard drive, and then two SSDs, and he's put in brackets like, as I described on the podcast, which I normally recommend, which I do. So he'll have basically storage, four terabyte on a normal hard drive, which will be slow, and then he'll have an SSD for his Windows, which will be 120, and an SSD for Steam, which will be 120. Now, that's always good, and I always say that because you can have your Windows installed to one of the SSDs and then have your Steam on another SSD and all your photos and that throw out on the side. Now, if you get a virus or anything like that, you can just reinstall Windows, put your, your icons back up, and you, your games haven't been touched. Even though a lot of your games nowadays are stored on the cloud or on Steam, just nice to know that they've been saved. You know, Have you ever done that, Ben, where you have to wipe your computer or something and you're just worried about losing games, or have you not had that yet? I've never had that yet. Unfortunately, no, pain in the ass. Yep. And if you ever try and save them through Steam, they do this backup thing where you can back up all your games, and it takes forever. You put like ten games oh in there, and it just takes forever. So yeah, so this is a better way of doing it, and you can always take it out and put it in somewhere else and do whatever you want. But yeah, yep. anyway, and then his next thing for the video card for the GPU, he's got down a Asus GTX 980 Ti. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got Nick? Yep, it's the best card, man. Well, it's not the best card, but it's pretty much the best card. One of the best. Yeah, it's, it's basically second best, but for gaming, it's exactly the same power. <laughs> so, right. I, yeah, so over the, t uh, the um, Titan Z. But anyway, going back to it, he's got, does that fit into this case because it's only a small case? Or he said, should I go for the new R9 Fury X, which if you know is, I had an R9 290, which used to be their flagship card. And now they've got the new ones. And this is the, their flagship card. Pretty much, I wouldn't go for the R9 because I've had bad experience with them. 
their drivers are really awkward to reinstall you have to clear the old ones completely off the system and it's all manually done you've got to do it yourself and to be honest when you get a gtx card yeah from nvidia they're solid they just seem to solidly work and power everything you know and they're just really really nice cards but anyway going on the case he's chose is a corsair 240 white version which if you've seen it is a really small format case now I was going to buy this case for myself because what it does, you know, when you look in a case, you've got the power supply at the bottom and then you've oh, got yeah. the motherboard and it's all set out like that in it. And you've got all the cables everywhere. Mm -hmm. What they do in this case, it's like a box, but with a window on one side. Oh yeah. yeah I've seen that. You've seen it. And inside yeah. it's, got a, it's got a compartment, two sides. Now what it does is all the stuff that's hot, like the power supply and that goes in the back and all the cables, you don't see it. It's got a screen. So yeah, so it's all hidden, and then in the front you've got your window, or and it, you can turn this box any direction you want. So you can have it the window at the front, on the top, at the side. It's totally up to you where you have the the window on it. And basically, so when you look for the window, all you can see is your motherboard, couple of cables coming through the holes, and then your SSDs. It's all like it's been put out on on a layout, like on show, almost. You put lights in there, and it's just so neat and tidy. It looks looks really really good. The cases do, cool. but yeah, that's the case he's chose. Now, what I'm going to do is, that was the build that he went for. You didn't put down a PSU on there, so I've put a PSU in there, and I've put down some uh, RAM, which I've been looking up. Right, so now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go through what I actually came up with, and I've got the prices of it all. First off, the CPU, yep, keep that. That's a wicked CPU. You know, six core, well overclockable. You'll be able to get it really, really high. It's new, really, really nice. So I'm not going to change anything on that. That 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 process is about 307. I've got 307 pounds 38p here, which is a lot of money for a processor, but that's going to last you a long time, and that, you're going to be able to overclock that pretty high, you know. So stick with that. That's a good good choice. Um, the cooler. Now I looked up the cooler you chose, and even though I think you went for it because it's a low profile and you wanted one that would fit in there nicely, didn't you? But to be honest with you, I looked up a cooler, which was a Corsair Hydro series. Now, I went for, because of your price, I was trying to keep the price down a bit, because you said you've got a budget of £1,585. Um, that's how much the budget I came to. So I tried to keep it down a little bit. I know £85 isn't much over budget, but a budget's a budget, and you've got to try and stick to it. So I'd done my best out of all of it to try and keep it to good parts, really nice stuff but keep it in affordable. Like, I could have done a version which was just most expensive and it would have gone up by fortunes, you know? And I don't know, Ben, if you've been if you've bought computer parts or been looking at them yet, the prices and stuff, these things no, are very cheap to very expensive. And for me personally, I always only use, like, quality, quality stuff. I pay the price if I need to, but you do find there's quite a range from, from the good stuff to the amazing stuff, you know? You can notch it up quite a bit. But yeah, so going back, I, I pulled out of, out of what I thought was a Corsair Hydro Series H55. Now, it's just a single rad, but it's a low-profile rad with one fan on it. And basically, in this case, you can do a twin radiator if you wanted. And I basically chose this because it's water cooling. It's not your... Um, like, my computer's got custom water cooling where I've got all the coloured tubes with all the nice coloured water going through, and it's all custom-made. But this is a sealed unit. It's totally sealed. all comes as one piece... You will bolt it on exactly the same way as you do with your heatsink. So you get your thermal paste, you put your thermal paste on, you, you put a clip on it, you bolt it onto the motherboard at the back, and then you'll literally put this on, twist it, and then you'll lock it down into place. 
All you do then is bolt the radiator up, put your fan on it. Comes with one single fan, which will plug in as normal, like, like you will on your um, heatsink. But what you can do, you can also add another fan to it. If you wanted to spend an extra about £20, you could put a second, you could get a double rad on it. So it will fit four fans on it. So you can have push-pull, and that will keep it even cooler. But it depends, really, if you're going to overclock. You know, the heatsink do a good job. Water cooling does a better job. Double fan, double fan, double radiator, water cooling does an even better job. So it's easily upgradable for you. I personally just went for the single one to keep the price. It's only £50. Your heatsink's probably about £40. So I personally thought that was a good choice. This case, by the way, can actually fit two double radiators in it, even though it's such a small format case. So you could, if you wanted, you could have your CPU cooled with a double rad and you can have also your graphics card with a double rad. And so you've got no fans like on the actual graphics card. It'll be all like a proper water block on there and that would look really, really cool. But um, yeah, getting back to it. So I chose the Corsair Hydro Series H55, which is about 50 pounds instead of the heatsink. Plus then you get to tell everybody you've got water cooled PC rather than more uh, air cooled, which you know what, to to anyone building their first computer, that is, even though it sounds pathetic, it is big. It would, if it was you building your computer and you had the choice of calling it air cooled or water cooled, you know you're going to say, "Yeah, I built my own water cooled PC." Yeah, you're going to get a water cooled. You know, then you come across someone like me and goes, "Well, mine's custom water cooled and it's bright pink water and all that." <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, I personally would go for a water cooling one because it's only this build you're building actually is a really, really good computer. It's going to be so. What you've listed for me. I have, I've gone on the same sort of level as what you've already chose. So you've got a really, really good high quality level of stuff here. And I really want to keep into that, you know. So I think you should go with the water cooler, like sealed unit. And the Corsair ones are, are, are really, really good. So check them out. I just went for the H55, but check out the ones you like and see what the different lights on them and bits and pieces. Right, on to the RAM. Now you had a big question mark on this. So I had a look up RAM. And I actually like, I don't know if you've heard of this, Corsair Dominator Platinum. Now, to me, this is the best RAM gets. But when you get the best RAM, you get a crazy ass price. Now, I looked at, at what you've got. Obviously, you've got four slots on here. And because of the budget, what I'd done is I was going to go with, um, you can have up to 64 gigs of RAM on your motherboard. And basically, what I came up with was... Corsair Dominator Platinum, but when I looked at the price tag for the DDR4, because you're going into the next level, this is the next generation of motherboards and that you've got, so you're going to start in a really good place. Like, I've only got DDR3, and most of the people around me have got DDR3. Because it's DDR4 and it's quite new, it's really expensive. Now, for Corsair Dominator Platinum, that's going to cost you £183. So I looked at that and thought, oh, that's a bit too high. That's for 2,400 MHz on the speed on the RAM. And personally, I thought, mm, that's a bit too expensive. Now, you could go for that if you've got the cash, but my build that I worked out for you, I changed that to Kingston HyperX Fury, which, to be honest, it probably doesn't overclock higher, but as, as a standard, it comes at 2,666 megahertz, you know, which is a lot more over the 2,400. Uh, the price tag on this, this is for 16 gigabytes, two sticks of eight, so on your motherboard, you've got four slots. So you can start off by having two sticks of eight, which is 16. And honestly, you don't need to go higher than that for gaming. If you're just using it for gaming, you don't really need to go higher than that. Most games won't use that. So I keep it at that. 
But then if you need to in the future, you can upgrade even more. You can have an, add another two sticks of the same RAN, so you go up to 32, or you can get rid of it altogether and you can go up to 64 because that's what your motherboard goes up to. So I chose Kingston HyperX Fury. Have a, take a look at it. It's really good RAM, and I know Kingston comes with a lifetime warranty, so if it ever breaks, they will replace it straight away, which is always a good thing. You know, Are you still alive there? Yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> Sorry that's good in my teeth. Sorry if I'm uh, just banging on, but, you know, thinking cool. brains on, and uh, we're going to get through this. But, um, right. yeah, so go for Kingston HyperX Fury is what I came up with, and you've still got two spare slots to upgrade even further. Right, the motherboard, you've got down here EVGA, and I'm assuming the only one I could find was uh, version 131HE-E995KR motherboard, which was... £232.36 at the moment selling for, which, like I said before, was a DDR4 motherboard. It goes up to speeds of plus 3,000 megahertz, so you can overclock your RAM in higher. Really, really good motherboard. And the main thing about it is it's got all this stuff on it, but it's a tiny motherboard. It's actually really, really tiny. It's a mini ITX, so if you've seen one of these, I don't know if you've seen one, they're absolutely tiny. It has the processor in the middle, four slots of RAM next to it, a couple of bits, and that's pretty much the size of it. It's tiny. So it really does fit well in this case. The motherboard, for that size, I can't knock it. It's EVGA's really good make, so stick with that. That's a really, really good make. Like I said, up to 64 gigabytes of RAM. So yeah, so far, all of that so far is doing really well. The only thing I've changed is your Hydro Series water cooler and the Kingston HyperX RAM. Right, moving on. Your, your storage, 4 terabyte, is really, really good. Um, I don't know how much you've paid for that, but you can get that for around 100 quid. Perfect. Do you really need four terabytes though? What is it going to be storing? Lots of music, lots of videos, because that is a lot of space. You know, I've got one terabyte and I think I only use half of it. What about you? Yeah, I've got a one terabyte built in and I've got no external hard drives or anything. And that's got all my schoolwork because I'm still at um, high school. Yeah. I've got all my schoolwork, all my work, all my pictures from uh, primary school and like field trips and all that. All of that on there. I've got a load of games. I've probably got. 250 gig worth of games on here and it still works pretty much as good as new if you've got an ssd in that it'd work better than new it'd be so fast <laughs> so if you do get a computer you have to get an ssd <laughs> that's a conversation much. for a later day nick <laughs> when you get there eventually yeah in 15 years <laughs> when ssds have gone out of fashion <laughs> no but i'll yeah, just come anyway. to you when i'm like old and so, gray yeah. and just say nick i've got an ssd yeah we'll all be like yeah we're all dying now so old <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so that's about £100. That's a 4 terabyte hard drive, which is good. The two SSDs. Now, you can get um, two SSDs for about £50 each for 120s um, gigabytes. But, you know, you could, if you could find a good price, you could get a much bigger SSD, like a 500. Um, you'd pay about 20 quid more and have you can split it in half, half, two partitions. Now, like I said before, if you get a virus in that, your Steam drive goes with it. That's completely up to you, but you don't have to have a second cable and a second drive inside your computer. So that's a, that's a totally down to the individual person, what you think, if you want. But yeah, the two hard drives of 120 on is good, and the digital keep, that's perfect. That's exactly what I would do. I was looking at other hard drives, and the other one I came across was a Samsung 850 Evo, and you know you can get that for about 125 quid, and that's a 500 gig. So it's pretty much one or the other. It's pretty much the same thing. You're just going to save 20 quid on having two of them. Depends if you want to have two showing in your box. Because obviously you're getting this box to make it look nice. Do you want two SSDs sitting in there with two cables out of it or one? It's entirely up to you. But either or is is good. 
stick with that, it's a good idea. Onto the GPU, now 980 Ti. I don't think there's anything better than that at the moment. It's my favorite graphics card at the moment. You know, if you go for the one, the Titan above it, you won't use all the graphical power. It's pretty much the same on games. So for the price difference, this card is better. You know, this card is going for about 550 pounds at the moment. Um, if you look around, you might get it down to five, but yeah, the card, the money it's worth, it's worth it. You know, if you've had a lot of cards in the past, I had two R9290s in Crossfire and they, they were nowhere near as good as this card on its own. This is the card I'm using now, runs anything. Do you know what? I honestly haven't even tried to overclock it. I haven't even played around with anything on it yet. And for a computer guy like me, you think I'd get it and I'd just go, well, I'll see how much I can get out of it. Let's see what I can do. Let's turn up the power list. And do you know what? I've just put it in and I'm like, you know what? Every game is fine. I don't need to, I don't need to tinker with it at all. You know, so it's just sat there and I've also all got that power for the future. So when I get a game in however long or when 4K, when I get a 4K screen, I'm, I'm assuming then when I get a 4K screen, the games, the frames will drop quite low. Then I'll start overclocking it. Then I'll start seeing what I get out of it. But until then, I don't have to worry. And trust me, you won't have to worry as well. The R9 Fury X, like I said before, I've not used one of them. I haven't seen any of them at the moment. And I know that I've heard a few bad rumours about it. I can't think of the top of my head. I just remember having bad vibes about it. But Because I, 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 the, the old ones, I think, got coil wine. But I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on it completely. But, like I said, the drivers have to be manually installed. You get issues with them not de like taking them off your computer. You can't get rid of all the files. You have to manually find them. And generally, there's a lot more problems with them, especially if you want to have double and you want to put a second card in at some point. So I wouldn't bother. Also, they use up a lot more power than the, the NVIDIA cards. So you'd need a bigger power supply for that. But yeah, we're going to the power supply in a minute. But yeah, stick with the 980 Ti. Brilliant card. Can't knock it. Going on to the case. This case is brilliant case. I was going to buy this case, which makes it even better because it's just the best case. Like I said, you hide all your bad bits. You show all your good bits. You can get it in black and white. It's got a nice big window. It's like a box. You can move it around. You can have it on your desk. You can have it under your desk. You know, just looks generally really, really nice. And you can go on in the future to water cool it custom with all the, like, the, the tubes in it, which if you're building this computer yourself, you will find that you'll build it and within a month you'll want to upgrade it or you want to take it apart or you want to change it. It will happen. It's just too addictive. You can't stop. And yeah, wicked case to put on show. So yeah, honestly, I've actually said to people, oh, have a look at this case. It's really good. And it's the case you've picked out. So it's just a really good case. Go with that case. You didn't put a PSU up. So I found one for you anyway. Now, I really like Corsair modular ones. Now, a modular one, I'd say for you, definitely go for. Because you're going to be doing this computer to make it look nice. You're going to have a window on the front of it. And with the modular ones, basically what that means is, say you've got a power supply and it's got 10 different types of cables coming out of it. And you only need five cables. You can just unplug them and you don't. You can put them in a box. Don't have to worry about them cables. Now, you will get the one main cable, like the 24 pin to go in your motherboard. But that's because that has to be on there anyway. So you can, you can, but even that, some of them you can unplug and change if you want different colored cables in the future. I went for a 650 watt one because of the price. Now, if you had the spare cash, I would say go for the one I've got, which is the thousand. I think it's a... a I'm not sure if it's an RM1000 or an SC1000, but it's a 1000 watt one. It's fully modular, and but it's much bigger. I don't know. I looked up, but I could not find anywhere if you can, how the depth of this PSU can fit. 
So I went with a standard one for the time being, which was 650 watt modular. I don't know which actual version it was. It was just a 600. If you, if you put in on, because all of my prices are all off of Amazon. So if you go into Amazon and you just put 650 watt Corsair PSU, it will come up with just them ones. So you see the modular one, have a look at that. Because I can't remember the actual code name of it. But it's 69.99. And, you know, for 650 watt, you're not going to be going anywhere near that sort of power consumption. So, yeah, that total build, which I've come up with, with the Kingston Ram, not the Dominator, comes to £1,585.86. Which, in my books, that computer is a really, really good computer. You know, you're going to come across lots of people with computers that ain't got a better computer than you. You're, you're, you're going to be right up there with the best, you know. Yeah, and that's pretty much the answer to my question. Keep everything, apart from the cooler, and the RAM have HyperX because it's really good. It's got lifetime warranty, 16 gig, extra slots for more if you need it, but you won't. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a really, really enjoyable build for you to build, you know. Put, put the hard work in, get all the cable in nice, get it all perfect. You'll have a really, really nice computer at the end of that. If you didn't want to spend that much, you could... You could take a few bits off here and there with price by doing little bits. But to be honest, for the £85 extra, I'm sure you'd be able to find that extra money to, to make it. But yeah, also I'd like to say to you, let us know, get back to us on how the build went. And if you don't mind, send me an email with the actual final build that you went for and the final prices. Just so I've got an idea of what I chose and what you actually went for and the price difference. Like you might change one bit and go, oh yeah, I got this and this was this price. Because I find that really interesting, you know. And also, if you need any help with the build, just email me. You know, I can help you out. I can remotely get on your computer. If you just want help, I don't charge people. I'm, you know, I'm a nice guy. I enjoy all of this. I do it for a hobby. You know, yeah, I do work and I can build it for you if I was charging you and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I like helping people. You know, I don't charge people to help people out. I can, like I said, I can remote into your computer, help you sort out things if you're trying to set it up, you know. Because there's one thing building a computer and there's another thing to set it up. And I know a lot of people that have built computers, but when it comes to setting it up, they, they get a computer up and running, but there's a lot of steps missed and there's a lot of stuff which could be a lot faster, you know, to make the computer run better. A lot of settings in the motherboard which can make it be better and easier, low power, you know, for what they've got. So, yeah, keep me updated with uh, the messages on how your build goes and what you get because I'd just be really, really interested to know. And, you know, I'm really thankful for the, the question. It's a really, really nice question. And I really like helping people out with their builds. Is there uh, anything... Can I just, uh, yeah, can I just pop in there, Nick? I was just looking at your um, your case you were talking about, dude. And it looks like a really nice case for a start. And it's very accessible. So once you've got everything in place and you've got it wherever you want it and you've got it all looking nice, if in one, two, three months' time you want to upgrade something, say your memory card or whatever, you've put a question mark for it and it's just giving you something which is really good as well uh, if at some point you want to upgrade it so you've got an extra bit of spending cash then um it's really easy to take apart because of the layout of the actual box itself yeah, so it's yeah like, it's just like it has two compartments and it also on that case what they've done is they've designed most of the airflow to go through the parts that get hot yeah so Basically, they have a really good airflow through the back where the PSU is. They have a really good airflow through the front and up and out. If you have a look, it's got vents all around it from mm -hmm. where the radiators will be. And for a case that small, it's a really small case, for a case that small to fit two double radiators in it, it does look really nice when you've got... The thing is, I think if you've got a full-size graphics card in there, which you can fit in there, by the way, if you've got the full-size graphics card in there, 
you have to have only one fan on your radiators on the right-hand side. You can't fit two radiators, so push-pull, which is when you've got one pulling the air in and one pushing it out, or one pushing it in, one pulling it out, either way. Um, you can't do that on the radiators when they're on one side because the graphics card will be in the way. But if you had a smaller graphics card, you could do that. But you don't need to do that. Your, your computer's going to be cool enough as it is. It's going to be a really nice build. But yeah, let us know. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about it or ask about it, Ben? No, that's about it. It will be a really good computer. Get some LEDs in there, make it yeah. all nice and pretty. You know, I want to see some photos of it as well. So when you do do it, send some photos in just onto my email and I can put them on the website and say, look, this is one of our uh, listeners' builds. You know, we spoke about on podcasts such and such. And yeah, keep me updated on how it goes. And I hope the information I gave you was a good bit of information. And to anyone else listening, sorry if I just banged on for quite long, but as you all know by now, start talking about computers and parts. I just can't stop talking. Did you find that, Ben? Oh, yeah. I knew that from podcast sitting four. there, your lips twitching, going, yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just carried on over the top. <clears throat> yeah, that's how it is. That's why Jess gets the ump. But yeah, no, hopefully uh, I've done your question. I answered it well. And uh, yeah, let's crack on. Thank you for the question. That was from Cass. And his name is Oda on Steam, which is ODA. So uh, he's, he's on there at the moment, but he hasn't got a computer at the moment. So if you add him as a friend or something, he... Uh, Probably won't respond, but yeah, I've added you as a friend. So when you get your computer, I expect you to be in some games with us. And if not, you'll face the wrath of Nick. (laughs) But yeah, moving on. We haven't got any other questions this week, but if you have any questions, please send them in whatever they are, however big they are. We really enjoy the questions because, you know, it's it's given us bits and pieces from people out there in the world, wide world, you know, It's, it's nice to hear. Just send your questions into extremepcuk at gmail.com or you can do it on Twitter at extremepcuk or you can do it on Instagram at extremepcuk. Yeah, send them in, even if it's not even a question, if it's just a bit of information that you'd like us to speak about. You know, we, we are happy to take on anything you send us and, and try and talk about it. So yeah, do whatever you feel necessary. Moving on, iTunes this week. Boo, we didn't get no, uh, no uh, reviews. Oh. but. Yeah, no reviews this week. But don't worry, we've been doing good. Then People are smashing it with the reviews. We're really up there. We're back again at the top of New and Noteworthy. And that's wow, are we good. top three? Top three we are now. There you which go. Which is pretty amazing. And I know I keep saying this, but I keep thinking it's amazing. <laughs> that's the bottom line of it. Anyway, so um, yeah, no iTunes reviews this week. Yeah, that's pretty much sums it up for this week. You got anything else you'd like to say? No, guys, just keep sending your questions in. Can't do most of this podcast without them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of old uh, Ben getting on here, because he's new to this, and mm-hmm. I think you've done pretty well, mate. Thank you. Really good podcast. So you'll probably be seeing him again. And Maybe. hopefully we'll have Jez back next week. I know he's got no internet for another three weeks, so we're going to have to try and get him in Costa Coffee or something on the phone. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes next week. Through McDonald's Wi-Fi. (laughs) I'd also like to say sorry because the podcast does normally come out on a Thursday. Well, we record it on a Thursday night live on Twitch. And then Friday night, it will get all processed and I'll sort it all out and do all the editing. And it goes out live Saturday morning. The last couple of weeks, we've had a few issues because we've getting people at certain times because Jez is on a shift pattern, which is a bit hard at the moment. He's moving house. He's got no internet. And I've had a few issues at home. So pretty much we've just been up in the air. But don't worry, the podcast will be coming out every Thursday. So it will be out to you guys on iTunes between Thursday and Saturday. And and we're just really sorry this week it came out so late because just so much stuff's going on, really. But yeah, pretty much that brings us to the end. I'd like to say thanks to you, Ben, for coming on. 
Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's been really, really good. And uh, you're going to come on again as soon as you get the chance, if, whenever you're free, because you're, you, you've got to try and find the time yourself. Yeah. Because you're a busy boy. And it's been quite funny, really, because the whole time we've been recording this podcast, I'm getting emails going, the server's not working, the server's not working. <laughs> update the bloody server. But obviously I can't update it because I'm on the computer recording. But we'll do that right now. I would like to say to people, for the community, we totally skipped the community section today. I don't know why. It's just me, for some reason. Just went straight past it. But all I wanted to say anyway about the community this week is Arc Server is up and it's live. It's called Extreme PC UK on Steam. And pretty much it's 24 hours. If you don't, if you get on it and you can't find it, send me a message through Steam or to Extreme PC UK, the email, and I'll make sure it's up straight away because I don't like it being offline. And every now and then things might occur which do put it off like updates. But yeah, get into the game. If you're not, if you own the game, get into our server, man. It's really, really good. We've got a whole city where we are, and you don't have to come and play with us. You can just go off and do your own thing. You can even secretly come into the game and start smashing our stuff up. You know. It's a free world in there. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, if you've got if you've got the balls to come and smash up my gaff, do it. Because <laughs> I've got a massive T Rex outside. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'd be glad to see you all there. And uh, yeah, pretty much that's the end of the podcast. I want to say thank you to everybody for listening and still supporting us. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we should be back next Thursday to record. So it should be out by next Saturday. Right, Ben, that's it. I'd like to say goodbye, everybody. Thanks again. Oh, in fact, before you finish it, Nick. Go on. Do you want to uh, explain quickly about our Amazon link still? About what? The Amazon link. Oh, yeah, we've got the Amazon link, people. If you only use Amazon pretty much to support us, if you're interested, your price stays the same. If you go through the website, extremepcuk.co.uk, and you go to the um, community page, there's an Amazon advert at the bottom. If you use our link... Basically, a percentage comes back to the show for us to update all of our stuff and our gear and microphones and stuff like that. All gets put back into servers um, so we can get more servers up and running for more games to be able to play. You know, we really appreciate if you use it. Your price stays the same, but we get a little percentage. I'd just like to say thank you. Anyone that's already done that, thank you. We do really appreciate it. And yeah, it's just, just going to make this whole community much, much bigger, really. We're, the community is rapidly growing, you know. Like we said, I was going to call you Alex again then. Ben here. <laughs> if any of you are wondering uh, about Ben, yeah, he's called Sign Alex. The Alex, I've done it again, didn't I? <laughs> From the community, and uh, yeah. Sack him now. <laughs> I'm really on it because he bribed me. He said you keep saying my name's Alex. <laughs> nah, it's all good. But yeah, cheers for coming on, man. No problem. And I'd like to say goodbye to everybody. Cheers. See you guys. See you later, man.